Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you are now fully calmed down from Sunday's loss to the Arizona Cardinals. It is Tuesday night, January 4th. If we haven't spoken to you until now, a very happy new year to you and yours. As it is Tuesday night, it is time for our weekly Blog of the Boys roundtable. We do these live on the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel, so you can watch it there, either live or after the fact. You can always listen to it on the Blog of the Boys podcast network, available on Apple devices, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. Joining me tonight in the 12 o'clock position, looking just like Bane from Batman, it's Tom Ryle on Twitter at Tom Ryle BTV. Tom, great to see you. Over to Tom's left, your right, we have Tony Catalina. You hear him every other morning on Dallas Cowboys Roundup on the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network, as well as on Saturday mornings on Two Minute Warning on Twitter at Tony underscore Catalina. Nobody likes the underscore Tony, just telling you now, since no one else is brave enough to. Underneath him, Aiden Davis, who co hosts uh, I was going to say the Saturday Morning Hangover. That's a show I used to do on ESPN <laughs> San Antonio. Uh, the Two Minute Warning on Saturday mornings uh, on Twitter at Aiden1214. I'm uh, not sure if he's uh, legally allowed to drive or not. Aiden is younger than all of us, so um, we'll see. Aiden, I think that's an NFC East champions cap that you're sporting there tonight, is it? Nope, just Dallas Cowboys. Okay, well, whatever. Way to ruin the mood. Uh, down underneath at 6 o'clock, Dave Sturcho, who you can hear on Two Minute Warning at Chop Sports, everything Chop Sports. Make sure you check out Chop Sports, all their fantastic productions that they put out on Twitter at Dave Sturcho, one of the legendary Jersey Boys, and looking just like his hero, Nick Sirianni, it is Dan Rogers, who you can also hear on Dallas Cowboys Roundup, who you can see on Twitter being a bit feisty with people, including me, early on today, uh, at DannyPhantom24. Dan, I start with you. Uh, what's the last thing you had to drink? Is it water, soda, juice? It, you know, It's it's water. Uh, my, my wife is on the Daniel Fast right now, so... Okay. Uh, like like you? Of, uh, like, as in the Daniel Rogers? Like, no, it's different, different than what okay. I eat. Mm-hmm. Um, but so right now I'm, you know, I just been drinking a lot of water. I'm curious as to be as to what tonight's dinner is going to be. So uh, just uh, you know, keep me in your thoughts. Uh, well, you know, I think everyone needs to be in everyone's thoughts. Uh, we appreciate those of you who have joined us so far early on the stream. Dwayne Wright, Kevin, I think it's Shiree, Kevin. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Certainly, uh, don't want to mispronounce that. Donnie King, Craig English. Cowboys and 151. Don't know if that's uh, Highway 151. Uh, Donnie King again and Cowboys 151. You guys are populating the comment section rather well so far. We have three main things that we're going to get into tonight, and two of them are rather divisive. Uh, So we'll start with one. We'll sandwich in the kind of peaceful one, and then we'll break apart yet again. Uh, So, Sturch, I I start with you. Are you you ready to fight? Because... If I'm being honest, you're kind of on an island on one of these subjects. I'm always ready to fight, baby. Bring it on. Tom, are you ready to fight? Because you um, you were a bit spirited uh, when we were talking about this offline. Um, are you feeling passionate this evening? 
Oh, extremely. Is that a Bane impersonation? Is, that was that, creepy. Is that what that was supposed to be? Um, okay. Uh, Kevin, hey, you, I was correct. Okay, Kevin Shirey, congratulations to me. Uh, 100 points to me to get the party started. Also, so everybody is aware, Tony was awarded negative 10 points in our pre-show chat for uh, basically being disruptive. Meanwhile, I already forgot who. I, it was Dan I gave 50 points to, was it not? Dan, so kudos to you. Uh, not 100 that I already have. Uh, but Dan definitely was feeling feisty. So let's go ahead and start. Donnie King actually says, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. So first subject, this is going around, all right? Everyone's Twitter handle, if you're watching the show, is on the screen so you can tweet at them how you feel. So Aiden, I start with you. What do you think of the Cowboys blaming officiating for Sunday's loss to the Arizona Cardinals? I think it's reasonable to be upset with officiating. Uh, no. I, we want to take. We want to take. All right. And I think it's ridiculous to blame officiating. And here's why. First of all, the Cowboys, in terms of penalties per game, are lead the NFL. Yards per game, they're second. So these penalties, I know you can say the Cowboys, whatever, the Cowboys are, the NFL hates the Cowboys. But that's not true because... There's no way you're accumulating 66 penalty yards a game solely off the fact that the NFL doesn't like the Cowboys. And I think what's kind of lost in the discussion of the the main reason, the main thing that people point out about officiating was obviously the fumble. But what's kind of being lost in that discussion is the fact that the Cowboys had five plays before the fumble to stop the Cardinals. And then they had one meaningful play after the fumble that they could have gotten the ball back. And we're just ignoring that like the fumble was the only play on that drive. And that's the only way that we could have won the game when no, there, the Cowboys had so many opportunities to win the game. In fact, I saw something like based off the Cowboys mistakes, they left 12 points on the board, 12 expected points on the board. And so there was just so many ways the Cowboys won the game. And so solely blaming the officials to me is just it's a little soft. Um, I want to let our video audience know and all of our panelists know that I'm starting a new tradition here on the roundtable. Uh, kudos to me for in instituting this the final week of the regular season um, in, in just now having the idea. Tom, you're actually going to hate this because if you're watching, the person who is the current points leader on our roundtable now goes in the pole position that Tom is in. So Aiden is currently in the lead for tonight's winner after his first answer. We will uh, move these guys around throughout the night. So if you move, hey, congratulations, or maybe, uh, sorry. Tony, let's go to you next. Um, I, I, Look, it's, it's fine if you want to believe it was a fumble. It's fine if, if you think some holds should have been called, whatever. But as Shabalaba says great job by me refs were bad and have been all year but seeing the team blame them like they are is a bad look do you agree are the cowboys being salty tony catalina you know i my issue with the officiating is an entire like league-wide season-wide you know i'm just fed up tired exhausted of like you know if it's not you know, one ref trying to make the show about him and, you know, he's going to get his rocks off and flex his muscles every time he does a holding call. And, you know, I'm just tired of the officiating inserting themselves into football games. No, I think we all know that the Cowboys weren't one play away from winning or losing this football game. It was 58, 59 minutes of them getting, you know, beat. I mean, that's really what it was. They didn't lead, they didn't lead at any single point in this game, if I remember correctly. But, you know, at, at, at some point, you, you got to hold 
the this league, which I think the NFL is the greatest sport, you know, in the world. I think it's the greatest league in the world. But at some wow. point, the standard has to be raised. <laughs> the standard has to be raised. I think you, you know, I and correct me if I'm wrong, and I and I honestly do want um, you know, conversation on this. Is it? Do you think it's something, or even something that should really be a conversation to say, "Yeah, we're preparing for the Arizona Cardinals and whoever this week's referee matchup is," because they have such a pivotal impact when they're supposed to be a secondary, complementary role to this game, to this league, and all of a sudden you got to worry about X, Y, and Z's ego, or he likes to throw flags here, or there's no consistency across the board. Now I understand there's a human element, right? But they have New York, and New York is supposed to come down and correct calls, and then there's different ways that this league is in this game is supposed to be called that they don't interfere. And if they do interfere, it's in a positive manner every single week, whether it's Cowboys related or any team related, there has been a single point, at least in every game. I bet you, if we really look back where the, the NFL or the refs have inserted themselves in the situation. And I'm honestly just tired of it. Like at this point, like I don't want to have to prepare for two key, two teams a game and I can hear the frustration and I can understand somebody like Demarcus Lawrence tagging people, tagging the league and the officiating for that photo. It's a bit much, but I can understand the, the point where you think you made a big stop that, you know, you're losing this whole game and you have a chance to, you know, they could have went three and out and lost that football game or four and out, whatever the case may be. But don't have the first 58 minutes of this game dictate how you're going to call in that moment and then rob them of an opportunity. That's kind of where I stand in it. So I truly hadn't thought of this until now. Um, the position that Aiden is in is, in fact, going to be our points leader. But we're going to go progressively. So where Tony's at is going to be our second points leader, where Dan is at third, Sturge fourth, and whoever is where Tom is is riding caboose. Tony, I'm sorry. This just feels like whining. I, I mean, <laughs> there's no consistency. What do you mean? It, like The fact that it's, it's, it's happening everywhere proves that that is consistency. Tom, is that fair? I don't know if I quite follow that logic, but I think – you know, people brought up the argument that the Cowboys are, you know, they're the worst penalized team in the league, and somehow that's a reason why they shouldn't be complaining. To me, I want to question if if somehow the Pittsburgh Steelers can be one of the lowest penalized teams in the league year after year after year after year. A Mike McCarthy coach team, after Mike McCarthy coached one of the lower penalized teams in the league for years, all of a sudden is getting the most penalties. And then there's the old eye test. I'm sorry. Anthony Brown got scapegoated. The official decided he was going to throw a flag on Anthony Brown anytime he looked wrong on a, on a defensive play. And I, I hold that, that for some reason, the official decided he was going to make an example of Anthony Brown. I don't know why. Something is going on. And maybe blaming the officials for the loss in this game is shirking their own responsibility. But I understand why they're saying something, because this team is getting beat up on a pretty consistent basis, and we're seeing stuff. And, yeah, the consistency is terrible. The, the classic thing of where they call a holding call on the Cowboys, and then one of the Cowboys gets mugged, and the referee's just staring at it, not doing anything. You know, we're, um, we're tired of it, and I know every team complains about it, but I think there's something going on here. I don't know what it is, but I think that the guys were venting. It might not have been the right way to put it, but I understand them venting because I feel like there's something concrete there for them to complain about. Dan, when we um, were kind of setting this topic up in our, our pre-show Slack, 
Um, you were kind of the most moderately neutral. Do you, you buy that something is afoot that, you know, that the NFL is conspiring against the Cowboys? I know Tom's not saying that, but, but the, these these takes are floating around. Or do you think that they just, you know, made some mistakes and, and drew some penalties and some flags were thrown and some weren't? Yeah, no, on this topic, I'm not I'm not neutral. I'm, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't like hearing any of the, of the whining about the officiating. Um you know, I the, the problem I have with it is it just it deflects from all the bad football that the Cowboys played that created to this loss. I mean, yeah, I think it was you had Vander Ash talking about it, Gregory. Gregory had an offside that actually cost the Cowboys four points because on the very next play it was a touchdown. So I, I don't want them to get so fixated on the officiating that it starts to take their focus on the things that you know, where, where it needs to go. And as far as officiating go, I mean, that happens all the time. There's no conspiracy against the Cowboys. I mean, we see a lot of it because that's what we're watching. But there's, I mean, the Cowboys are ranked last because they're not disciplined enough. I mean, because they have offensive linemen shuffling around. We have, you know, Connor Williams and Loyal Collins who have the highest per snap, you know, um, penalties per snap. And I mean, that those guys have been benched and not played at times. So those are real issues that need to be fixed. And I don't want to hear any crying about officiating when we got bigger problems to worry about. That's such a great point, Dan, that, you know, what a shock that the team who actually benched a player because of how often they were penalized would draw some penalties. You know, what a, what a weird coincidence that that would, that would be, what, you know, what, a, what a, what a scam the NFL is running. Uh, Sturch, I've left you for last because I feel like you're going to have the most passionate take here, at least based on Monday's episode of Jersey Boys. Um, I'll just frame the question the way it's written here. What do you think of the Cowboys blaming officiating for Sunday? It's line? the softest thing you could possibly do as an NFL player. Like that, the problem is this, like we were just like Dan said, we're seeing this and we're complaining because that's what we're watching. We are watching the Dallas Cowboys game. You can probably go out to the Raiders and say the Raiders fans are saying the same thing or the Chiefs or the Broncos or whoever, right? No matter what game you're watching, if you feel like you got hosed on a call, let the fans bicker. That's going to happen, right? But when it goes to the player level, when it's Leighton Vander Esch and it's and it's Demarcus Lawrence and it's these team leaders, I'm going to call them quote leaders because they've been around the block for a couple of years now. When it's those guys... It's playing the victim, and, and that's not this team. If this team is so special, like everybody keeps saying that they are, right, and there's been there's been lapses where we're thinking like, all right, well, maybe not, right? But then the next week, they'll beat the brakes off the, the Washington football team, right? And we're like, oh, they're special again. This is just a weird excuse. Like, how is it that the youngest guy on the team, Micah Parsons, in his postgame interview was saying, okay, you know what? We beat ourselves. We got to clean things up. We got to be better, right? But then you got Demarcus Lawrence posting pictures and tagging the league like what is that going to do and I told uh Catalina this in our group chat I said look no matter what we're mad at right we're gonna get a letter from the league and say like oh we screwed up guess what that does nothing for nobody we don't get a win we don't get the score changed we don't get the result changed it is absolutely pointless and is honestly detrimental because if the Cowboys are going to be known as the the league com vocal complainers Right. What's that going to do for the next refereeing crew that's coming in there? Like, oh, these guys, these guys are big time in the NFL. They're big time in the league. If you think there's any kind of conspiracy, 
You better watch yourself in the Eagle game. You better watch yourself in the first round of the playoffs because all of a sudden you're complaining to the wrong people. Do not complain to the league. The league will bite back. Okay, so you got to be careful. You want to do something? Change the rules. You want to, you know, call it a turnover first, review it, and then get it right the first time? Fine, I'm cool with that. But the fact that the players are blaming this stuff, even even guys like CeeDee Lamb, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that, man. Like, this is the team that's supposed to be special and supposed to be mature and handle, we've been hearing this for the last, like, 10 years, handle adversity, right? This is adversity. Handle it. Don't complain about it in your postgame. It makes you look soft. It makes you feel like the victim, and it's just, I don't know, man. It's a bad look for the Cowboys. Um, big shocker here. Uh, Sturch, Dan, and Aiden are all tied for the lead so far um, after the first <laughs> question. I'll offer my two cents if it isn't obvious. Um, I'm a big Mike McCarthy guy. I think that's that's been made obvious throughout you know this season. I really hate him specifically you know, doing this, and I understand you know people's point about the integrity of the game, and I just I want the call to be right. I, w- I want it to be right or wrong, however it affects the Cowboys. I want it to be the right call, um, not, not wrong. I don't know why I said that. And so, okay, okay McCarthy, you know you know what a, a big like coaching stick is. Control what you can control. The moment you throw away that last time out on on the plus side of the two minute warning, you have lost control of of that potential. You know the way this game works. You know better than anybody that we know how how influential a challenge can be in a would-be playoff situation. And so the moment you surrender your control there, the moment you leave it up to fate. And so like I, I'm, I'm fine if you want to have these conversations privately. When you guys meet at the star in the auditorium, you want to sit there and feel like you got robbed, good for you. Throw a pity party, but do not do this. Sturge, you mentioned what Micah said. The, the best thing he said, in fact, I'm actually going to dock you points for not mentioning that, Sturge, was that he said it shouldn't have come down to that. It, it should not. Like it, it should not have come down to that last moment. And that's what really bothers me. You know what, Cowboys? Like, was was the officiating flawless when when you beat Washington 56 to 14? Is that what you're saying? That there's there's no issue, there's no conspiracy against the Cowboys last Sunday night when the party's going, but the moment adversity strikes, conspiracy is here. And that's the biggest thing for me. And Aiden, I put this to you because you are very, very reasonable. I tweeted this out and I lost my cool a little bit, and I've now said this or gone on this rant on several different shows. But the NFL is so against the Cowboys that they gave them a Saturday night game this week and effectively gave them a day's worth of an advantage against whoever they're going to play in the wild card round. Whether that winds up being the Arizona Cardinals or the Los Angeles Rams or the San Francisco 49ers, I know it could still be the Eagles and it would then ultimately wash out, but they are very likely going to have a day advantage on whoever they play in the playoffs. Aiden, what kind of what kind of league hates the Cowboys if they're really doing this to them? Yeah, I'm not really sure about the scheduling. I just think they don't want to. They want to have the Cowboys in a big spot. Well, yeah. And to they, be clear, I don't think they're so, like trying to help the Cowboys. But what I'm saying is they're they're clearly not going out of their way to screw over the Cowboys, which is what Twitter would have you believe. Oh, and but they're yeah, they could potentially be scheduled on Saturday. No, even if they, they are, whoever they play is is playing on Sunday this week. If they play the Cardinals or the Rams, that that team has one less day of preparation than them. Touche. And that's the thing. Like, the the NFL knows how valuable the Cowboys are to them. They know the ratings that the Cowboys draw. They're not. The NFL is out to get zero teams. They're they the NFL's in the business of making money, and it tearing down the Cowboys isn't doing anything for them. It's just they know that it's just. It makes people upset with the officiating, 
but in general, they're not out to get anybody. So I, yeah, I agree with Sturge and Dan for and RJ, no throw, deal. whatever. It's fine. Yeah, and our, and you are. <laughs> but why throw why throw a pity party when you know that the NFL's they're not trying to destroy any franchise. Yeah. Tom, you um, you had something to say. It was yeah. probably going to be wrong. Well, what is it? <laughs> well, Aiden actually hit upon what the real matter here that goes deeper because I'm not I'm not here to say that the the refs are to blame for the Cowboys being in any particular position. I'm here to say that officiating just is really bad across the league. That's we true see, though. Like that's true for everyone. So why, why are the Cowboys like making themselves but, but, okay, victim? Okay, I, I want to get away from that. I want to talk about officiating, and it ties into what a the point Aiden made about the Saturday game. This all comes down to money. The NFL insists on running a multi-billion dollar enterprise using part-timers as their officials because that's all they need to have. And it's just because they don't want to pony up the tens of millions of dollars it would cost to make these full-time officials who do the games and then have a four-day work week or so when they review video, study the rules, figure out what went wrong, and how to improve themselves. And that's just what it comes down to. It's all about being tight and getting that little bit of bump to the profit margin. They need to do something to give us a little more faith in the officials because watching games the past few years, it's like you sometimes you're just going like, well, what mood are they in? And what's going on? And why is an identical play one on one end of the field called and then it's reversed the other way when it's called going the other direction. You know, why is it different? You know, that that's a bad look for the league. It's a bad look for the sport. And gambling is getting to be bigger. And one of these days, somebody's going to start asking questions about that. And if there's anything going on or not, that's a taint that the league really needs to take steps to head off. But um, I just, I'm just unhappy with their cavalier approach to officiating overall. Your cause is noble, Tom, but it doesn't change the fact that the Cowboys themselves complaining about this was a bad look. Mm-hmm. Tony, you and Tom are on a sinking ship. Do you want to bail? Um, I mean, well, I'll give you one last chance here. I mean, no, I mean, I I don't think the refereeing is they're out to get the Dallas Cowboys. I'm just like kind of what Tom touched on as a whole. I'm just fed up with part-time officials, you know, diva officials. I mean, I expect... I expect a certain level of of quality from the referees. I don't like the sound of a coaching staff or anybody saying we well, have let, to prepare well, for, let's, for. Let's focus the question, fellas. Uh, the 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 questions about the the, the players. Let's go, Sturge. Sorry, Dan. Way, way to go, Sturge. I mean, we all I hate the officials. Co- That's we, part of being we, a fan. But maybe we, I haven't we've been put clear the, enough in we've saying put the question that I don't back like up here, it. Tony. <laughs> what do you think of the Cowboys blaming officiating? I don't I don't like anybody blaming officiating, but I'm telling you how I feel about it, right? I, I don't if sure. they can't do it, then let me do it. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, yeah, I don't I, I think I think it's corny. I th- I already I let it off with the Demarcus Lawrence tag in the league was corny from the beginning. I thought it was it, it wasn't it doesn't do anything. Like Sturge said, you're gonna get a letter. I'm tired of letters. I don't want a letter. I don't I, I want it to be done correctly the first time. I don't want to have to have a letter. I don't have to feel like yo, Cedric Wilson scores a touchdown. We got a chance here if we got to stop. They punch a fumble out. You don't even make the call correctly on the field. That stuff frustrates me. I don't care what happened the first 58 minutes of the game. You took an opportunity off a poorly called play right then and there when they've been doing it differently 
the whole year. They've been leaning towards calling it a turnover or fumble so they can go and review at it all season. And then in that moment with the game on the line, the ref called game. And that's all that was to it right then and there. The ref called game when they've been calling it completely different the entire 17 weeks. I could see the smoke coming out of Catalina's ears, by the way. Yeah, that was I'm a passionate, up. <laughs> passionate plea, but not enough. Um, you did beat out Tom, <laughs> uh, ultimately. Uh, as AJ says uh, in the comment section, blaming the refs, scapegoating for the team, and not taking responsibility for your play. And that's what I personally feel like a lot of Cowboys fans have done over the last two days. And it seems like, if I could get some head nods, Sturch, Dan, and Aiden agree with me, that a lot of people are just caping for the Cowboys. Like, oh, they only lost for the... No, they lost. They they lost because they lost. They lost because the Arizona Cardinals beat them. Uh, I see Tony and Tom nodding. It's too late for you guys. You know, not, we're our ship is full. You know, we got we got four seats. We're, we're taking off. We'll see you next time. Uh, so, um, wow, what size uh, is your uh, tinfoil hat, by the way, with the whole conspiracy theories thing? <laughs> Tom, I bet you're like seven and three eighths. I'm gonna guess. <laughs> he's a snapback guy. He's a, he's, a, he's. I guarantee you that's that's not even a question at this point. My my fault. Okay. All right. So uh, first uh, point of debate is in the books. Um, you know, it was a bright, bright moment for Sturge, for Dan, for Aiden. You guys with your beautiful baritone voices sounded great. Tom, Tony, you guys could run, you know, run a ticket. President, vice president. I don't know who wants to be who. Y'all delegate that yourselves. We would vote for you to make a change in the world. But in this particular conversation, um, not your best work. So, Dan, uh, we turn to you now. Uh, you're in second place as we enter subject number two, subject two of three, of course, on the night. Um, I've made up all these rules that sound like we've been doing them all season long. And, you know, that's a good job by me. But uh, anyway, let's keep the, the protocol moving along. Simple question, Dan. Can the Cowboys only beat bad teams? No. Okay. Why? why? Like this I, is a this I is a right. this is an essay question. Well, I, this is I, I, thought, I thought you were looking for simple. I thought you're going to go around the horn. Um, no, I mean they they haven't beaten great teams yet. I mean all the teams with the oh, that have over ten wins they they haven't beat yet. But I think they can. I mean we've seen how well this team can play. Uh, it's unfortunate that they couldn't beat Arizona this last week because that was one of those, you know. Uh, and and by them losing, sorry, Dan, they allowed this question to exist by losing. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it's we know they can do it. They just they're just not playing at a level right now. Where I mean, I don't feel good about you know going into the playoffs with the way they're playing. So, but I don't. I'm not buying into that that they can only beat bad teams. Uh, Tom, Kevin offers, no, we have beat teams that will be in the playoffs this year. The Dallas Cowboys did beat the New England Patriots. That was obviously very impressive. Um, they beat the Los Angeles Chargers. We'll see if they wind up being a playoff team. Obviously, they beat the Philadelphia Eagles, who are going to the playoffs, but they did lose to the Kansas City Chiefs. They lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they lost to the Arizona Cardinals. So where do you feel, Tom, or how do you feel, rather? I'm, I'm very concerned about it. I think they can beat some good competitive teams. I just don't know if they really are ready to go up against the top tier of playoff teams. Uh, and that's because they put a lot of crap out there on the field last Sunday. And okay, it's, all right. it's like, I'm if working here. If you, if you see that kind of performance, then you have to wonder, wait, was, 
the Washington game just an aberration or was it just everything coming together? My biggest fear is that when the Cowboys can get everything perfectly tuned up and in sync, they're unbeatable. Unfortunately, that's very hard to do, especially on a week-after-week basis. And we saw what happened against uh, the Cardinals when one or two things got out of sync at the beginning, and then it just they never could get everything working at once. You know, uh, you know, Dak was a little off to begin with. Then he got better, but then the drop started showing up again, and he certainly was having a terrible time reading the field. He admitted that he was not seeing what the defense was putting out there well. He wasn't anticipating it. And, you know, then the defense doesn't get a takeaway. And takeaways have always had a huge element of chance to them. You can't just go out and force a turnover. It doesn't work really that way because even if you perfectly punch out a fumble, it may bounce to somebody else who who covers it for the other team. And, And so we saw a team that, maybe can't overcome that adversity you talked about. Mm. When one thing goes wrong, they don't have a quick way to patch over and cover for it. And, and you know, a couple of things were just horribly wrong, like Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard getting a combined 25 yards rushing. That's not going to cut it. And, and Kellen Moore didn't even try the run hardly. So Tom- I, I, I don't know. Um, you mentioned that the concern is when one thing goes wrong, they can't, you know, they can't get over it or they can't overcome it. That's why Sturch, Dan, Aiden, and I are so concerned because not only can they not acknowledge that something went wrong against Arizona, but they want to deflect and they want to blame. They want to say, no, nothing went wrong for us. It, you know, we, we only lost because of these external factors. Uh, Aiden, speaking of you, you were kind enough to whip up. An incredible graphic for us, as always, Aiden on Twitter at Aiden1214. Fantastic work he does for us at Blog and the Boys. Uh, Aiden, give us a breakdown of what we're looking at here. Podcast audience, check out Blog and the Boys on social media to see this graphic. But Aiden, the floor is yours. Yeah, I'm going to give a good, a bad, and an ugly about this graph. So the good news is, is that from a statistical level, yeah, there's a drop-off when the Cowboys play playoff teams, other playoff teams, and... Yeah, you see a decrease in stats, but the decrease isn't all that large. And keep in mind that when you play other good teams, naturally your stats aren't going to be as good as when you play a team like the Washington or Philly or Atlanta, any of the bad teams that the Cowboys have played this year. The bad news is that although there's not a huge drop-off, a lot of these stats are being anchored by the... Our offensive stats are being anchored by the games against... Uh, the Patriots and Philadelphia, and then our uh, defensive stats are being anchored by the game against the Chargers, which although we count them as playoff teams, I don't think any of those are really Super Bowl teams. And so that's where we get to the ugly, where although yeah, that drop-off exists, especially against when you look at teams that have more than a 20% chance to win their division right now, meaning the Cardinals, the Chiefs, and uh, the, the Buccaneers, Bucks. yeah, the Bucks, who the Cowboys have played. The Cowboys are zero and three against those teams, and outside of the Buccaneers games, the Cowboys' stats in those games are horrible. So, my opinion on this: the Cowboys can beat other good teams. The only issue is, I think we're now worried: can the Cowboys win 
four games in a row against good teams when, I mean, they, they haven't really won one against a division leader yet. So Sturch, um, pretty depressing stuff from Aiden. So um, shout out to you, Aiden, uh, picking up some points uh, here, but you know, hurting the Cowboys. Does that make you disheartened Sturch? Is it, is it a little, is that a little bit of a look in the mirror that this team needs that they they've kind of, you know, They've they've circled the wagons against some teams that aren't necessarily great. They've had some nice moments against would be contenders, but to Aiden's points, when they have faced some of the truer, you know, truly better teams in the NFL this year, they've lost. You know, not for nothing, but when I, you know, the original question was, can we beat, you know, only can we only beat bad teams? I don't feel like the NFL has like an upper echelon of teams other than like Green Bay right now. Every other team. Well, that's a team they got to beat, though. Like but that's, that's 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 one team. But I'm saying like the rest of the league is kind of on an even playing field. Like we're talking about the Cowboys struggling against good teams. Right. And the and the stats show it. Aiden just, you know, hit it out the park with another graph. The guys, are, you know, savant. Right. But like when it comes to the Cowboys and what they do against these teams, like. Our one of our best offensive games was opening week against the Bucks, right? We're we're adjusting, we're doing all these things, and we're playing good football against the Bucks. Now look at the Bucks; like they were two minutes and a bad decision away from losing to the Jets. That's a fact, right? So like these other teams that are in in the upper echelon and their playoff teams, they've almost dropped to other teams. The Bills they lost to the Jaguars. Like there's 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 different examples of these teams struggling, and when the Cowboys are on the field against a quote good team, I just feel like. And, and Tom kind of alluded to this when the Cowboys get behind, they, they do have a hard time. Like you, you have this hard stigma in your mind saying like, it's going to be, it's going to be hard for them to get not only even, but like take the lead when the Cowboys get a lead. I feel like the Cowboys are just, they're, they're the, the most unbeatable team in the league. If they, if they have the lead, they can pad it and do their thing and play their offensive game. And Kellen Moore's rolling and all this stuff. But when they face adversity this year, it's felt like this team is dragged their feet a little bit. So with Aiden's, with Aiden's, uh, you know, with his chart and everything that, you know, the drop-off isn't crazy, but I also think the teams that they're playing aren't all that great. So I think every team has their holes and, and I'm not as worried, even if I see a discrepancy in some, like there was one where it was like penalty yards. It was like five. So you're talking like one offsides penalty. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's not the end of the world. The, the points per game, I think is a little more alarming. That's a touchdown difference. You know, when it comes to, good teams and, and bad teams or playoff teams and non-playoff teams. Uh, that's the only one that really sticks out at me. Everything else is literally like they're actually, you know, relatively similar. You know, the win-loss record, obviously. Am I confident that they can go in right now as it stands? I'll get more into that when we get into the next week's game because I think they need mm. to build momentum. Tony, um, Tom mentioned this and Sturge kind of agreed. Um, and not that they are fans of this, but – if everything goes well for the Cowboys, they can win. Welcome to the NFL. Like, no, like you, you are never going to have that vacuum where everything is perfect. Everything is hunky-dory. You are going to face adversity. It might be an official. It might be a moment. It might be, you know, weather. It might be Aaron Rodgers. You just do not know. So does it trouble you that, you know, if the wind is blowing the wrong direction, the Cowboys might not be able to withstand that, you know, level of adversity, which we thought they could. We thought they could do that because they went to Minnesota and won without Dak. We, we, we were fooled a little bit. You know, that – 
that Minnesota game to me is a little bit of an outlier. And I think that's why this Arizona game was so important was for conversations like this, because to answer the original question, I think the Cowboys can beat anybody any given Sunday. And that's not just cliche. I truly, you know, I think we all agree they have the talent to, to play and hang with anybody. But I think this Arizona game was that game that we needed to see that they could go out there and put out a quality game against a quality football team. And, and Arizona was playing with a few, um, you know, a few key players out. So you, it looked like it was an advantageous game to say, you know, on paper, Arizona is definitely a playoff team. They may not have a full deck, but if we go out there and assert our dominance a little bit, I think we'd feel good about the fact that um, the last month against, you know, inferior talent wasn't just that. And I think, you know, looking at this team in this season and its entirety in whole, you know, you don't feel so confident. They didn't do much for confidence purposes when it comes to playing a quality opponent. I mean, going into, like I said, I think I mentioned on the two minute warning podcast, like this game was more important to me just for the simple fact of like, okay, let's go out there and confirm our priors. Like, I, I do believe this is a good team that can beat anybody in. Um, they, they didn't do that. And, you know, and like I said, it kind of, you could talk about the refs, you can talk about execution, but the bottom line is whenever it feels like it's got to be a big game or a, a game of some type of importance, if things don't go perfectly well, like you said, things got to bounce correctly. They got to go out and score on the first drive. The defense got to have a turnover. It's like if things don't go exactly how they need it to, it just you see a snowball effect and then they have a really tough time of getting out of that rut. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, Trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That sucks. Um, I I would award you more points, Tony, but you made me feel badly. Um, so you know it is what it is. Nice silver uh, cup you're drinking out of there. It would be nice if it was silver and blue, uh, silver and blue Kool Aid type thing. You know, whatever. Um, anyway, okay. Well, you know that was a depressing conversation. So let's let's um let's fight. Let's upset one another. Let's instigate. Really, that's my job uh, here. So 
as it currently stands, just so everyone is is aware, Sturch is in first place in our point total here on our roundtable for January 4th. First one of the new year. So very important title at stake here tonight. Aiden in second place. Tom, you had scratch and clawed all the way up to third place, but um, I just decided that Dan deserved it more. So uh, Dan now sitting at third. Tom, you were in fourth. Tony, first answer really set you back. I mean, you got a long way to go uh, here coming up in, in topic number three. I'm so, impressed. I'm impressed by how Dan could climb so much, basically saying nothing. That, that's a good job, Dan. <laughs> well, um, so um, we have a, a controversial subject at hand. Um, Dan and Tom are on opposing sides. And just so everyone is aware, this is where things stand, entering the final question. But I'm going to put you into the teams that you sort of assigned yourselves to be uh, when I told you this was the topic that we were going to discuss. So arguing for one cause is myself, although I'm not really a part of this. Aiden is on this team. We have Tony on this team. And we have Tom on this team. So it is Aiden, Tony, and Tom against Dan and Sturch, team D and D. Is that correct? You all believe that I get this right? Everyone's everyone, I'm good here. Tom, you, you're expressing hesitancy, but you're on mute, so we don't know what you're saying. You're still on mute, Tom. Great job. Good point, Tom. I thought I was on a two-man team on this, so I'm a little confused. Uh you were not. Um you must not have okay. read Dan's I, message. Um that's I okay. think he is. I think he's with Sturch. Um, yeah, I am. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I messed this up. In fact, Dan, uh, Dan, you get to go in Tony's spot because you uh, saved <laughs> me. So Aiden, Dan, and Tony versus Tom and Sturch on this very divisive subject. However you feel, let us know because there are going to be some opinions. Uh, Tony, I'll start with you. Should the Cowboys rest or play their starters on Saturday night against the Philadelphia Eagles? Now, to be clear, when the Cowboys and the Eagles kick off, Neither team will know their playoff fate. There are nine different permutations that the NFC could have as far as the playoff picture is concerned. There's one of those permutations where the Cowboys are the two seed, one where they are the three seed. Everything else basically sees them as the four seed. Aiden, you can correct me if I'm wrong there. Um, with various opponents, whether it's the Cardinals or the Rams uh, as the wild card team. Uh, but so ultimately, it is extremely likely, more likely than not, that the Cowboys will be the four seed, but maybe you don't even care about that. So Tony, Aiden, Dan, you are all team rest. Uh, make your case, Tony Catalina. To me, I, I, I'm i thinking next week. I'm thinking the playoffs. That's the number one thing. We're, we're, we were talking last week if we should even play Tyron Smith against Arizona because we want to get him ready for the playoffs. And now we got Ezekiel Elliott coming out saying he's going to play and Mike McCarthy saying they're going to play and Jerry Jones says they're going to play. And I'm just like, play for what? The 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 six percent chance you might not be the four seed. There's a ninety four percent chance based on all the numbers ran that you're going to be in the four seed. You're probably going to have to see this Arizona team again, and these are the most likely scenarios. So, do you want to beat the Philadelphia Eagles to get a twelfth win in a seventeen game season, or do you want to you know pride points to beat the Eagles? They're already locked into the playoff seeding themselves. I mean, they, they they're in the playoffs. We're in the playoffs. I would much rather have all my horses healthy, fresh, getting a week off, ready to play whoever it is. And if it's Arizona again, good because I think everyone's got a little bad taste in their mouth about this last game. So, uh, to me, this is 
I, I, I don't understand. I don't see the risk and reward being that like advantageous for this team. Cause if, if we go out there and you know, it's Philadelphia, it's cold, it's, you know, it's a night game and, and Dak gets hurt. And then he has to, you know, now we're playing the iffy game about wild card. How are we going to feel about that? And I know you shouldn't be like, Oh, you know, you know, don't worry about the injuries, but the fact of the matter is, it's 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 out there. It's a possibility, but you Michael know, Gallup just be... tore his ACL catching a touchdown. Tony, it, it just tore his ACL. You know what I mean? So that's the thing. And that game meant a lot more than this one is about to be played. So it it just I don't feel comfortable. I I understand that you know you fight and it's the division and you want to have a chance to, but you know you play the percentages. You understand what's more important. And the whole goal was to make it to the dance. And now we're a week short of the dance, and you want to start messing with fate messing with things i i I say rest them let's get us ready for the wild card weekend i don't even think it's messing with fate tony i think you know the dance is here you ever been in a quinceanera you ever you ever you know you ever had to do a dance at at an event you ever been in in was it cotillion i mean you ever had to do something like that and and you practice it a bunch of times and all of a sudden they're like did you just dance tony is that what did you a little bit a little little bit camera shook you know what uh tony is now in first place he has climbed all the way up uh so far tonight but it would be like you know let's let's not wear the shoes we've been we've been practicing in you know what i mean let's let's just mirror and flip the you know the the routine for for no reason uh, i do want to get to a couple of our super chats f kit crutch says game is meaningless since the one seat is not available in case anyone's unaware the green bay packers have already taken the one seat chris gives us a super chat thank you chris says we need a win for morale going into the playoffs. Dan, that is the argument, but I do also want to set you up with this because Tony set up the point that it's going to be cold. Caleb Swanson says, I said this the other day. I definitely don't really think it's worth risking injury. McCarthy saying he wants them to play in the cold is the only thing that makes some sense. Again, the Cowboys might have to travel to the one seed Green Bay Packers potentially in the divisional round. So Dan, you are team rest. Does the cold, does like, does any of that, you know, carry any kind of merit to you? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's without abandoning my my team. I mean, there's value for for certain players. I mean, you're asking me that question. I'm gonna answer. And that hang on, sorry, Dan. To be clear, that we have divided this into two teams, but there is like there is room for play them a series, play them a quarter. There is, you know, it isn't you know one extreme or the other. So if that's your point, Dan, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, so I hear people say that the Cowboys have not you know, earned a right to rest. And I honestly think that the Cowboys have not earned the right to play. I think they have played themselves into a situation to where now they have to think about, all right, what's the best play from here? And, you know, I we don't want to see any major injuries. Uh, there's no way that, um, you know, DeMarcus Lawrence isn't seeing the field. You know, I'm not putting Tyron Smith out there. I, I'm not playing Dak. And, and, uh, and you might not agree with this one, but... I have hesitancy about playing Micah Parsons. I do not want to lose any key players for the game that counts. So, I mean, I would rather see Kelvin Joseph get some reps out there, you know. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let Luke Gifford go ball out in Philly. Yeah, you know? yeah I mean, it's too risky. We If something happened to Dak, you know, if he re-injured his calf in this game because um, the footing wasn't great, we would we'd never hear the end of it. It's all we would talk about the entire offseason. Everybody would want McCarthy fired, and I just—it's just too risky to, for me. Um, okay, Tom, I'm, I'm gonna stretch. I want—I'm gonna save you for last because I know—I know you're fired up, and I want to let this stew a little bit. 
Uh, oh, Tom, cool. we've got a comment from Casey Hammond. Uh, my dog's barking in the background. Barris team rest for what it's worth. Uh, Casey Hammond says our offense isn't right. I get the hesitancy of playing them and them still not getting it right or God forbid losing to the Eagles. But you've got to try to fix the problem in a real game situation. So, Tom, you are team play, but I want you to answer it this way. And we're going to bounce around a little bit here because this is, again, a subject with with many layers. The The common answer here from team play, you know, wrong people like you and Sturge is, well, we need to get some positive momentum. We need this. Cool. Like if we're living in a world of the most optimistic thing and that thing only is the result, then fine. I'm down with this. But to Casey's point, what if they don't get it right? Like what if you say I'm team play and they go out and the offense is terrible again? Do you now have negative momentum? Like, like what, what are your thoughts, Tom? I don't, I don't look at it as momentum. I look at it as trying to get things working right. Uh, do you want them to go into the game with uh, the same plays, the same strategy, everything that they had at the end of the Cardinals game? Do you want to rely on just fixing things in practice? I think the team has to have some proof in a real game situation under live fire, so to speak, to figure out if they can actually do this or not. Uh, and, the Eagles are a good team to do it because, let's face it, if if you ask Siri who is a team that can only beat bad teams, they will answer the Philadelphia Eagles right now because they have not beaten We have some team. Android users. Don't isolate that crowd. Tom. Okay, well, all right. We'll you can ask Alexa, five, too. That's one. fine. So it's, uh, you know, it, it just – I don't see how you could sit after that performance against Arizona and say, okay, we'll just rest every, everybody because everything's fine. It's not fine. You've got to go out and see if you've got the answers. Now, if they go out and lay an egg against the Eagles, then it may just be a real bitter one, one and done experience in the playoffs. And there's nothing they can do about that. But I think if you don't play your starters, at least till you get things where you feel like you need to have them, we're also going to see a one and done. Because if I think if you rested everybody primarily for this game, uh, you know, even after, you know, a series or two or whatever, I think they're just going to get chewed up in the wild card round. I, I just, I think they've got to get these people out there. They've got to work them some. They've got to see if they can do their assignments, if, if they can get some rhythm going on the offense, if the defense can get some stops, you know, uh, and, and, you know, Jalen Hurts is not a bad guy to try to simulate stopping Kyler Murray with because he's also a mobile quarterback who can hurt you with his legs. So, Aiden, Tom said two things that I um, disagree with theoretically. One, he well, first of all, uh, Tom has fallen to less. Uh, but second of all, um, Tom mentioned Jalen Hurts. Oh, you can simulate whatever, Kyler Murray against him. I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to play. Like, Philly has even less incentive to play their starters than the Cowboys do. So why, why are you going to risk this in general against them? Baylor Kim brings this up. This is a reality of our current world. Baylor Kim says, what scares me is that Philly has like 20 players with COVID, and they will probably be cleared because they are asymptomatic but will still have COVID. You never know what that world is going to be. This is a, a world where you've got to have all of your guys available. Uh, uh, Donnie King says, do you trust the Eagles second and third stringers enough to think they won't play dirty against Dallas' second no. and third stringers? No. I don't I don't buy that as a as a real you know data point either, but it's a question worth asking out loud. Sturge, you will wait your turn. So Aiden, <laughs> when when you factor all that in, like I, I would have actually less hesitancy 
about playing them if the Cowboys were playing the Giants or Washington. But because Philly is also resting their starters, theoretically, Nick Sirianni has kind of, you know, rode the fence so far this week on that subject. That is, you know, fine. Just everybody wave the white flag and and we'll see you next week. You know, good luck against the Buccaneers, Eagles, but, you know, make your case. Exactly. I'm, I don't care if the Eagles are playing all 22 of their starters. I don't care if the Eagles sign people off the street and have them playing. The, I want the Cowboys pl- starters to get zero snaps. I'm not even, let's try out a couple series. I don't want them touching the field this week. We've talked, we've touched a lot about injuries. I did a little digging into it today. Oh, in an let's average go. NFL, Body these people, Aiden. In an average NFL week, there are 85 injuries, not oh. meaning that. Not meaning that 85 people get like eliminated for the season or even that they miss next week, but 85 people on average pop up on the practice report. That comes out to your team in a given week has a 7% chance that zero people will pop up on the injury report. Are we really going to play our starters in a meaningless game when there's a 93% chance that we're not going to have an injury pop up? And Tom's, Tom touched a lot of this is we need to see a prove it game or build some momentum, however you want to phrase it. In my in my opinion, the three biggest prove it games for the Cowboys this year have been Vikings, the Atlanta game, and then the Washington game. That was the biggest. Wow, these Cowboys proved something this week. All three weeks after that, they lost. So after three prove it games, the Cowboys are zero and three. And that bring, that's under the assumption that even if you play your starters, you're going to win this game. Right now, I think Vegas assumes that the Cowboys are going to play their starters based on what McCarthy says. They're giving us a 75% chance to win the game. Sure, that's cool, but that means there's a 25% chance you lose it. And then what happens to your momentum? It's all gone. So to me, there's just no reason to play your starters. Along those lines, if we all think back to the last time Dallas was in this situation, it was week, what was then 17 of the 2018 season. On the road in New York, Jason Garrett elected to play most of the Cowboys stars, didn't play Zeke Elliott, and they almost lost that game to a really bad Giants team. If not for an amazing throw from Dak Prescott to Cole Beasley at the very end, they lose that game. And who knows if, if, if I don't, but if somebody believes momentum's a real thing, if they had lost to the withering New York Giants before hosting the Seattle Seahawks I mean I I just I don't know maybe that game goes differently now uh Sturge you will have your moment Donnie even said Dave is getting antsy to go off let Dave have the floor uh Aiden Michael says that uh he completely disagrees with you but uh Tony before we throw it to Aiden I want to throw it to you so you can defend this point Casey says I hearkened back to a few weeks ago about wanting to beat the Eagles out of disrespect. This was your point, Tony, uh, here on the roundtable. What happened to that killer instinct? Let's snuff our division rivals' momentum headed to the postseason. Tony. Let me be clear about the disrespect I have for the Eagles. <laughs> I, I could, I care so little about being them because they're not like – in. And all they're they're not something I'm worried about. Do you think they're getting out of the first round? They're gonna they're gonna get smoked by the two seed as they the seven seed. What what is the killer instinct? Are we gonna clap if Michael Parsons, you know, sacks Gardner Minshew to get the the rookie record? Like, are we gonna Diggs gets another pick off of Minshew? Like, oh, Amari Cooper smokes the third cornerback on the Eagles. If they don't play anybody, what are we playing for? Pride points? Are you? Is anybody gonna sit here and be like, oh? 
we're back. We beat the the second and third string Eagles by 21 points. Who cares? My utter disrespect is I don't care about the Eagles. This game doesn't mean anything but pride points. You want a cookie? I don't care. And if, and and to me, that's the bottom line. We're in the playoffs. If if there was a legitimate chance for us to like increase and go to the two seed or the three seed, like I'm all in. But like we had that chance last week and we blew it. So this week, I don't care about the Eagles. Yeah, I think, Dan, it was your point that the Cowboys have not earned the right to play in this game. That's Tony's point. They blew the opportunity to flex their muscles. That that that's They had that chance, and they already blew it. All right, Sturge, you have been patient long enough. Should the Dallas Cowboys rest or play their starters on Saturday night? Aiden, what is the percentage of uh, the Dallas Cowboys moving up to any other seed besides the four? It's like... Based on where you go, it's six to ten. Six it's to ten. Very low. Okay. What is the percentage of guys getting hurt and popping up on the injury list, as you just pointed out? Ninety-three percent. Oh, so so another seven percent. Seven, seven, seven is the key number here, bro. Seven is the seven percent. You don't get injured. You've had oh, zero. Please. You know what? Everybody, calm. Sturge is abandoning the mathematical. Enough, point. enough is enough with this. What if we get hurt? Stuff. This is the NFL, ladies and gentlemen. Their guys, and as Aiden just pointed out. Guys get hurt every week, right? If we're sitting here worried about injuries right now in week 18, then you guys are soft, and I don't, I, I, there's, there's nothing else to say about that particular thing. Okay, you're worried about injuries? Guess what? The NFL, th- those guys, those players, Zeke, Demarcus Lawrence, Dak Prescott, they're not worried about injuries. They want to go out there and play. Okay, why? Because this game is not meaningless. I don't know what what world you guys are living in. That the, the reason why the NFL put the Dallas Cowboys on Saturday night is to ensure that they're playing for something because if they would have already known the results of the other games, then you can rest your starters and say, we can't go anywhere. Forget it. Right. But they put them on Saturday night in prime time. The Cowboys have a chance to beat the brakes off. I don't care who it could be us six lining up on the offensive line for the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't care if you have a chance, a chance, a smidge to move up to the third or the second seed, based on other things that happen on Sunday, you take that chance. You don't sit there and say, well, you know, if we lose two games in a row to end the season, we'll be fine because it's the playoffs the next year, the next week. Are you guys really that confident that the the playoffs are here, so we're just going to all of a sudden turn on the switch? We need to play, and we need to play well. I don't care who it's against. Just like when we beat Washington, and we beat Atlanta, and we beat all these bad teams, right? These guys are all NFL players, right? And we beat the brakes off them. We got to do it again. You cannot back into the playoffs this year when the NFC is so loaded. You have to have momentum going into the following week. You just have to. And I know you guys don't believe in momentum. If you don't want to call it momentum, don't call it momentum. Call it camaraderie. Call it team vibes. Guys, we all sniffed each other a little bit too much going into that Arizona game. Everybody in Cowboys Nation was calling for a 15-point win, 14-point win over the Arizona Cardinals. They humbled us. So now it's time for us to humble the Eagles because the Eagles are now feeling themselves. We're going to rest our starters. Good, because when you're the you're the seven seed, you can't go anywhere, and you're going to get the brakes beat off you by Tom Brady. That's fine. It doesn't matter. Or you can potentially get your be- uh, the brakes beat off you again by us being the two seed. That is a possibility, and because there's a smidge of possibities that this Dallas Cowboys team can move in the seedings, you 
take it. You go out there and you win the game on Saturday night. Enough is enough. And for God's sakes, as the girls say it best on the Blogging Boys uh, podcast network, Eagles for never. This is the Philadelphia Eagles. If you're going to sit there and say, we don't care about a game against the Philadelphia Eagles. We just watched the Eagles tank last year and not give an ounce of a crap about going to the playoffs, right? And put the, you know, put the Washington football team in because they decided not to show up. The Cowboys need to show up. They need to humble these little, mm, I'm going to pump the brakes because I was about to mm, hit it home. They need to go out there. They need to beat up on the Philadelphia Eagles. They need to have the Eagles limp into the playoffs because then, again, their season's over. Our season continues. If you guys think that you can go out of the Arizona game and say, let's let them sit in that one. Tony, you said that before. Let's let them sit in that feeling. No. You don't want that. Why would you want to sit there and pretend that the last meaningful game you played was a loss against Arizona? Go out there and beat up on the Eagles, and then you can go into the playoffs and say, you know what? We didn't back in. We beat up on the Eagles, and now we're going to beat up on our next opponent because we're feeling ourselves again. And I'm not saying it happens every time, right? I'm not saying that just like the Washington football team game. After that game, we're like, oh, shit, bing bong. Everybody's having a good time, right? We're all doing sounds of the sidelines, and then we just come out flat because we are feeling ourselves. We need to go out there. We need to beat the Eagles. We need to go into the playoffs a little bit ahead of ourselves and not go in there saying, well, the last time we played all our starters, we looked like utter crap against the Arizona Cardinals. I want them to say the last time we had our starters out there, we beat up on the third string Eagles because they decided because, you know, they think they're just too good to play this game because it might be a little cold for them. Give me a break, dude. The Cowboys need to win this game. They need to go into the playoffs 12 and five. They can potentially get the two, the three, the four. It doesn't matter. Get a win in week 18. Um, so Sturge, I, I have a few things and Tony, I know sure. you're itching to get back in the ring here. Uh, Sturge, first of all, you, you've said several times they need to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the point that Tony, Dan, Aiden and I would have is that they will not be beating the Philadelphia Eagles. That's not who they would be playing on Saturday night. They are not playing this team. I don't care or, about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Beat the but, Jaguars. but like you're, you're saying you want to like inflict like humiliation. Like they're not like they, they don't have that capability right Make now. Make them regret it. Make them regret it the next what, week. Like, man, they, we but really again, like up. there's what could they possibly regret? Like again, so you, you, you asked Aiden for percentages. Aiden, what is the highest percent of success in like math? Like the highest numerical percentage you can have. What is it? A hundred percent. One hundred, Bob. Okay, so so they are they are in like the the thing they are giving a hundred percent to. You can never ever give a hundred percent certainty to anything, but is that they are going to be as ready as possible for their playoff game. And by playing in this game against the team that is again isolating their important players, you are not only jeopardizing your hundred percent probability here. It's not even a probability; it's a certainty. But you are doing it for nothing. Like they're not playing anything that is worth losing. Like that's the that's the the theoretical principle here. Plus, as F. Kit Crutch says, like what you said, Sturge, is awesome. Like if this was a movie, like hurrah, great job. Like you know, Bradley Cooper's playing Sturge, and like this was a great moment. But Sturge. like we we don't know how this goes. F. Kit Crutch says, who says we beat up on the Eagles though? Like what? So what if, if you you, you give this speech and they lose? So like, how do you feel about that? I feel just as crappy as I feel right now about the Cowboys. No, you feel worse because you made it a big deal against their team. You back C into team. the playoffs. I don't care who it is. Two straight losses going into the playoffs. I don't feel good at all. But, Aiden, what is less than two? What number is less than two? One, Bob. Okay, so <laughs> one one loss going into the playoffs, like you're saying, you don't want to have this Cardinals loss fester, is far more preferable than 
two straight losses in a row. Plus, Sturge, I want to ask you a question that um, is somewhat related to this, but you have been Ezekiel Elliott's biggest champion this season. Sure. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I'm, I'm an apologist. Absolutely. Okay, now, would you agree that Zeke has not necessarily been a great player for the Cowboys as of late? Uh, he's He's been hobbled, yeah. Okay, so he's been hobbled. So his biggest issue, you would say, has been injury, right? Is that fair to say? Sure. So would it not have been wise of the Cowboys to rest Ezekiel Elliott over the last couple of weeks in effort to have him be as healthy as possible for the playoffs, as opposed to now being hobbled and therefore being a limited version of the player you believe him to be? Because they had that opportunity, and they they blew it. They blew it for pride, and Zeke picked up – 86 more yards over the next three games. Was that well, worth it? Or would you well, rather have a healthy Zeke? Well, not for nothing, but this week coming up, if they win the game, which again, all signs point to whoever they put out there, they should win the game, right? There is a logical, legitimate chance you can move a seed, right? You could last week, you guys just said, oh, Michael Gallup tore his ACL doing, you know, guys, then, then fine. When we won the division, then fine. Then but, the but rest Serge, is I, for the rest I want of you the to- year. I want you to answer the Zeke point because he, the Cowboys could have put him on ice after the New Orleans game. They could have put him on ice and, and got him ready. In that time, at Washington, 12 carries, 45 I, yards. I'll, I'll tell at, you exactly. New York, 16 carries, 52 well yards. Aware. Against Washington, 9 carries, 37 yards. Last week, 9 carries, 16 yards. Would you rather have – are you happy to have had all of that or would you rather have Zeke be totally healthy entering the playoff game against Arizona or the Rams or the 49ers or the Eagles? Ezekiel Elliott is is a oh, completely different case, man. Here's the thing. But that's what we're pre- we're trying no, no, to preserve no, no. that. About, we don't we don't about... want this situation to unfold again. Yeah, but you're under, you have to understand something. Ezekiel Elliott is playing in these games, these last couple games, let's just call it three games, four games, right? And including this one because he says, "Oh, I'm playing," right? He's playing this because of his price tag. You're not just going to sit Ezekiel Elliott. I'm sorry. Okay. It's not, Tony, Tony let's, let's have it. you answer the question, Tony. Would you have rather had Zeke rest of the course, last that, three that, weeks? That's a no-brainer. Well, then, th- but that's the, the no-brainer that you're talking about here is 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 this. Is but it no, not, no, no, no. Tony? You're, you're, t- you're saying all starters. You're like, oh, everybody, oh, Dak, oh, man. We finally gets Dak, finally gets his legs under him the last two weeks, and you want to stop all momentum and say, no, 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 hold on. You think you Dak has again. his legs under him over the last two weeks? Yes, I just said that. Okay, Tony, Paisan, tap in. I, I, listen, I I I heard Zeke's comments today, and Zeke was talking about, yeah, I'm, I'm playing in the game, but he didn't say I'm playing in the game to win the game. I I love Zeke is one of my favorite players. I named my dog after him, right? But he literally said, I'm playing this game because I want to hit that milestone of a thousand yards. They're, they're not even thinking about winning the football game because the football game is like. It's 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 mundane. It's the it's the secondary to the fact that you know they want to go out there and and build this you know imaginary uh you know momentum thing. It's it's not real. I would I don't want Tyron I don't want Tyron Smith to get hurt. So if Tyron Smith isn't out there playing, like okay, Tyron need Smith to get just him. got back, so that's fine. You want to rest Tyron Smith because he sure. just got back. Fine, that Z- makes sense. Zeke. Zeke's got a, a brace on his knee Tyron bigger than my my stomach. Level of getting or same odds of getting hurt as any other players Aiden just mentioned. That's not true though. Tyron big tree fall hard every time that guy hits the ground he gets hurt. It is totally true. How can you measure the likelihood of one player getting hurt versus another? It it is the same. What? I mean, what? Wait, Aiden, I... Aiden, let's let's come in here. What? Uh, or actually, Sturch, what if Michael Parsons got hurt in this game? Then that sucks. Are, are you are you happy? Like, what do you do you feel to, proud that you played him against Gardner Minshew? Wondering about guys getting hurt. Like, what what what, what are we talking about here? We're talking about Aiden. that. Oh, what if what if Trayvon Diggs pulls up lame? 
Well, that that sucks. That's the whole point, man. <laughs> That's Aiden. He could also come up late. He can also come up lane in the first play of the of the wild card game. That's at least in your at there. least then you're playing for yeah. an actual oh, for the one play. Thank God. Thank God. He could come up. He could come up lame in practice, folks. That's what I'm saying. That that everybody acts like that these people are immune from like injury unless they're playing in the game. It you know all I'm saying is you it, can't. My my biggest yeah. thing, my biggest thing out of all this, and I could put a bow on it for my argument at least. I just don't like what I saw in the Arizona game. And the only way to make me as a fan, as somebody who covers the team, right? The only way to make me feel good about going against the Cardinals again or the Rams or whoever the heck is the opponent, right? The only way to make me feel good is to see this team go out there and play the game because they want to win the game. They have a chance. They know they have a chance. Mike McCarthy is telling them they have a chance to move up and, and better their odds and have another home game if they are the two seed and they win. And guess what? They get to host again, right? There is a chance. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying that the probability, everybody knows the percentages, likely not to happen, right? I just want them to go out there and win the game because they know that things could change. They always talk about control what you can control. This is what they can control. Go win Aiden, the game. Aiden, if the Cowboys beat the Eagles on Sunday, do they get a win against the Arizona Cardinals? I mean, like you can't, like you a, can't chase ghosts in this game. But Aiden, so, the floor are we losing regardless? Ass, ass, here's my thing. Assuming that, I think, nope. If assuming complete health, whether they play their stars or don't, no matter what happens in Week 18, doesn't impact the first round of the wild card. So why are you taking that chance? It's also, and I think here's the difference. At least I don't want to speak for anybody here. All of us have a bitter taste in our mouth after the Arizona game, but I'd rather get rid of that taste by playing a fully healthy Cowboys team and beating the Cardinals in the first round of the playoffs, whether that rather than getting the taste out of my mouth by beating the Eagles. I think another thing that we're ignoring right now, the Cowboys aren't walking in the NFC with the best offense. The Cowboys might be walking in the NFC with the best defense. Of, that's debatable. The Cowboys are walking into the NFC playoffs right now with the most healthy team. Why would you risk that? Because the Packers are dealing with injuries. The Bucs are dealing Every NFC team is dealing with injuries. Outside of Michael Gallup, we have a relatively fully healthy team. Dan. Yeah, you know, everyone's talking about, you know, the risk of injury. But one another thing we're, we're not mentioning is the added value of rest and, you know, giving these guys extra time to rest. And honestly, too, and, and you know, Tom mentioned this earlier about, you know, we want to get some things right. It would be nice if we can get some things right. That would be the only value of playing is to get some things right. But to me. But that's not sorry, game, Dan, that's not a guaranteed property. Oh, it's right. Guaranteed. It's not. But that but that would be the goal, you know, trying to to me what, you know, for the Cowboys to get right. Is I think that if you give Dax Kath some extra rest, and because I, I think I think Prescott's it, you know, if, if he goes out there in, in a playoff game and he knows there's no game tomorrow, this is it. He's gonna keep, be, you know, just giving it all. He's not gonna be backing off of his calf at all. I, I think we know what the Cowboys can play at that level. They don't need to go out there and prove anything. We we've seen it, you know. And if McCarthy believes in his team, and everyone keeps saying. You know, we believe in our players and we have the confidence. We'll prove it by not going out there and playing and just resting. 
um, rather than going out there and trying to get some mojo back. So don't you think that uh, kind of paints a bad picture, though? Don't you think that like kind of like, oh, you know what? We don't we don't need to go out there. Let's no, because they they earned this. That's why they, they earned this. But that game against the Arizona Cardinals, you think they earned this? I I I think they mathematically earned this. They earned this right, and they are in a in a situation where they have nothing to gain. Like that, I mean, like they have two seeds to gain, man. They don't. That's I mean, that's like saying you know you could hit the lotto, and I hope all of you do. But I mean, like you're not going to throw your life savings at it because you think that you can, and and because you theoretically have a, a possibility of doing so. I just always I don't know. I've heard it for years that these guys control what you can control. Okay, then control this win. And then if you can't control the games that happen on Sunday, then you're the four seed and you go play whoever. That's it. I'm I'm just looking forward to if the Cowboys rest all their starters or most of their starters for most of the game and then go out and lose to the Arizona Cardinals, how everyone is going to be screaming for Mike McCarthy's head for playing it that way. The only thing that matters is whether you, you win or lose and, my concern, it's it's not momentum because anything that can change 180 degrees on one play is not very real. My concern is knowing if you figured anything out. So do you want to take all of the things they've tried to fix this week after losing to the Arizona Cardinals and wait until they play in the playoffs to find out if they fixed it or roll them out and find out if they've got it fixed or if they need to go back to the drawing board? I just I can't see going in and not playing at least a first half to find out if things are working better and then thinking you're going to waltz into the playoffs and get a win over a team that just showed it had all the answers for you most of the game. I, I don't get it. I, I just no, I'm I, I don't see how you can do that and think you're really going to carry that forward as a successful strategy in the wild card round. Sturch, I have two yes or no questions for you because I want to get to Tony. Sure. One, so are, you believe they should play the entire game? Yes or no? Just get the win, man. No, that's However, that's not the question. Yes or no? So you should so you you should treat it as a regular game then. Like yes. until you yes. Okay, so that's the first yes or no. Um, I actually legitimately don't know the answer to this. Um, yes or no? You believe every team in the NFL should play all of their starters through every single preseason game? No. Mm, that's interesting because this is kind are of the same. You, you're not comparing the preseason to the playoffs, are you? This is kind of the same. It's a similar sort of thing. Now, Tony, I want to put something towards you. Um, Dan did a great job of bringing up something we weren't considering in terms of the merits of rest, the benefit of rest and what it can provide. Another potential benefit we haven't considered, and you actually talked about the Minnesota game a little while ago, is what if the Cal- – like, I think the Eagles right now are – and this – irks me to say, are playing this correctly. Nick Sirianni is taking all of the pressure off the Eagles. We're not going to, you know, we're probably not going to play anybody. We have everybody on COVID list. You know, if we, and so if they win, it's holy crap. They pulled this win off the Cowboys who, you know, were playing their starters because they were trying to chase momentum or whatever. What if the Cowboys did the same thing, Tony? What if they said today, tomorrow, whatever, we're resting Dak, we're resting Zeke, whatever, blah, 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 and they go out and they win. I mean, like, remember what Mike McCarthy did with Matt Flynn in week 17 of 2011? I realized the Packers lost their first playoff game, you know, that season, but it was an incredible like thing that he did that and that they did that with all their reserves because they had already clinched the one seat. I mean, there is a potential benefit to the Cowboys, like you talked about and like Aiden talked about the Minnesota game, to winning without their starters, albeit against without Philly starters on the other side. You know, to me, I I don't 
the, my fundamental thing here is I don't value the chance, the risk that comes with the possibility of moving up on a 6% chance here. Like, I think you had a great analogy. It's like, yeah, I have a chance to win the Powerball, but I'm not going to put every dollar I own into it. You know, there's like, I'm going to give it a fighting shot, maybe a $2 ticket, but I'm not going to put all my money into it. $2, Tony, throw a, throw a 20 on this. Jeez, I mean, have listen. some respect. <laughs> but, but, but at the end of the day, it's, the 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 risk doesn't like the reward it's, isn't yeah, there. It's, I it's get not it. worth. Yeah, I get it. I get it. All right. You know what? So, Sturch, that's the thing. Nobody's denying there's a reward. None of us are denying that. But you are denying the risk, or, or you're outright like throwing it out the window, and that's a little I'm irresponsible. Throwing it out the window. I just believe that you know that these guys are professionals, and if they're not hurt right now. That they want to play, they want to get out there and play and try to right the wrongs right they now. Want, and look, yeah, I could be listen. I'm already because they're 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 chasing the moment right now. Like they're not thinking rationally. They're not thinking objectively. I I got I have a I have a question I want to ask for RJ. Oh, do you seriously? Tom, well RJ. done. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> do you seriously think that Nick Sirianni is going to just rest? Most of his roster, a hundred percent. Like a, okay, a hundred percent. Do you think the league? Is not going to have a few words for him after they just moved this to a primetime game Who on cares? Saturday. Okay, like if I'm Nick Sirianni, okay, send me send me the five hundred thousand. Get a letter fine. right after the letter we get for the last. Yeah, call. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think Nick Sirianni is at all concerned by this. Okay, well, if I I kind of want to see it, and if if the Eagles roll out their backups, then maybe after a series or two, the Cowboys can roll out their backups. You know, if that's all they're going to be up against. Then there's some validity in the argument, Tony. Uh, you, you know, had I'm, your I'm Tony had not... his hand raised. Tom, let's let's respect okay. the process a little bit around here. Okay. I mean, Mike McCarthy said it. He said he's been in this scenario and he's done it both ways, and he's lost both in in both ways. So like he's he's played players and lost. He he's rested players and he's lost. He has a pulse of the team. So I understand if they think he should go out there and play. I'm just looking at this game in totality. Do we think anything we do against the second and third string Philadelphia Eagles offensively is going to make us feel great going into Arizona? Because I'm not going to sit here and pretend because That's we us. just we, That's but us. we dumped make us feel good. But at the end of the day, so Dak Prescott burns the fourth corner. Yeah, like we went over the top on him with Amari Cooper. He's going to put that in the bank. We put 56 on the Washington football team and then look lost against the Cardinals. And so, so it's just like in a game of in a game of significance to to that point, right. Tony. And, and if we won this Arizona game, I would 100% say play the starters because there is actual tangible things that matter with the victory if we won the Arizona game. I said this on our two-minute podcast. By losing this game, we decided what this game's value was. And this game's value isn't of much at this point in time because of that. To be clear, the podcast is longer than two minutes. It's called the two-minute warning is what Tony said. Horrible advertising job. About by 35, you, 40. Uh, yeah. Dan, um, you are one of our resident historians at Blogging the Boys. Do you remember how many passes Dak Prescott threw in the 2016 regular season finale at Philadelphia? Uh, this was the, the, the game with Tony Romo's last touchdown pass to Terrence Williams, I remember. But do you remember how many passes Dak Prescott threw? One. Wrong. Does anybody else want to guess? Three. Anybody else? That's also wrong. Seven. <laughs> Zero. Anybody I'm else? Just, I think it's like fourteen. I think you're trying to make a point here. I'm not. Um, well, I oh. am, but it wasn't. It wasn't that. It was eight. Dak Prescott threw eight passes at Philadelphia that day. Does anybody know how many completions he had? Five. Wrong. Damn. Four. 
Yes, congratulations to you, Tony. Moving on up. Uh, all right. Does anybody <laughs> want to guess how many yards Dak threw for that day? Buck 26. Uh, four completions. <laughs> Bombs, all of them. <laughs> Dak Prescott in the 2016 regular season finale at Philadelphia when the Dallas Cowboys had locked up the number one seed. We all remember the game very well. Again, Tony Romo's last game ever. He was four for eight for 37 yards. Dan, did that help Dak Prescott and the Cowboys two weeks later against the Green Bay Packers in the divisional round? That's not fair. No. Mm. They had the one seed locked. Then you have no reason to play. No, no. They could have humiliated their, their opponents. They could have they could have blasted them out. These are professionals. They get paid to play, Sturge. How is it different? It's different because they had the one seed locked. This is this game you can actually improve your stuff. And based on your argument, RJ, they basically rested the starters and protected them the whole game, so that didn't work. But they, they also played them. You know, like that's, you know, they didn't rest them entirely. In fact, Sturge, I'll throw it to you because I mentioned this game a little while ago. Um, I mentioned the 2018 season when the Cowboys went to New York for the season I was finale. There. I was there. Uh, you were there. One awesome. knee equals two feet. <laughs> great. Oh, great job. Uh, so Zeke rested in that game. Do you remember how many carries Ezekiel Elliott had the next week in the wild card round against the Seattle Seahawks? Probably like 26, 27. Does anybody else have a guess? Stretch had two guesses, so that was kind of cheating. Sorry. <laughs> Give it a range. Nobody? Care. Right, I'm going to save us some time. The next week, remember, Zeke Elliott led the NFL in rushing, you know, and Cowboys had nothing to play for, but and, and Jason Garrett rested him. He didn't rest anybody else on offense, uh, or he did, but still, Zeke was kind of the, the focal point of that. Zeke Elliott did not play in the game that you were at, Sturge. So Jason Garrett preserved rest or prioritized rest. The next week against the Seattle Seahawks, Zeke Elliott had 26 carries Ooh. for 137 Ow. yards and a touchdown was a pivotal reason that the Cowboys won a playoff game. Tony, do you think that it would have been smart to have played him the week before or to have ensured that he was healthy and ready for the Seahawks? I'm going to lean on having your best players available when it matters. Because what, if, what if he had what if he'd gotten hurt, Tony, in, in that Week 17 game against the Giants? Was, would it have been worth playing. it? No, definitely not. Sturge, was it worth it to, to rest Zeke? Or are you pissed because you were there and they didn't play him and you didn't feel as good as you possibly could have? First of all, people are coming in attacking me in the chat right now, <laughs> saying that I'm I'm all about stats. Yeah, first of all, fantasy football's over. Okay, that's one. Two, no, see, I think you guys missed the point. I'm not going to win this oh, argument. Oh, we missed the point when we made no, 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 a good I'm, one. I'm not going to win. Listen, I'm not going to win. I'm not going to win this argument because there's literally five of you. Even Tom, I feel like, has already jumped Wow. Five no. of you guys have left my side on this, and that's no, fine. I'm, I'm still totally with fine you. with it. I hope, listen. There is nothing, there's no ounce of my being that wants the Cowboys to go into the playoffs. No, hobbled, Sturge, right? that's, you're still, you're not answering the question. What's was the it question? wise to, to sit Zeke that day in New York? Of course it was. Yeah, why not? Mm, well, cherry picked there, RJ. Yeah, that's Jason my job Garrett, here, Tom. I said it was Garrett. to instigate. That's I'll, my I'll, job. I'll throw, that, I'll throw that back at you and say Jason Garrett. He's made all the best decisions. He's, he's, so, he's a scholar. So when he finishes the fight and has those guys playing – you know, then do you support that? You support Jason Garrett? Finish the fight. Yeah, they've gotten finished. The fight was finished every time yeah. he got to the play. And he's been having them play, you know, in in the finale. You know, they blew out Washington, you know, that in fourteen. You know, and then you're proving my the point, Jones. Dan. Well, I mean, I like Jason Garrett, so I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna. 
But if you're, you know, you're supporting Garrett, a, a coach that's doing things that, and honestly, that scared me when he did when he did that too. So I didn't, I didn't like it then when he. It was, he it was, was reckless. It. it worked out, but it was reckless. Like that, both things can be true. And and Des got the record, and you know, it was fun and everything that day in Washington. It was awesome, but it was reckless, and that's okay. Yeah. I mean. It was it was silly, but I just think I, I just think that like I, I don't want people to get the wrong idea of uh, like the bigger picture here. Like, obviously, I want the Cowboys to go on a run. Right. I, that's like that, that's that's not me. I'm not saying like, oh, you know, if the Cowboys, if they don't play this week, they'll probably get bounced in the first round. If they get bounced in the first round, it's because they got bounced in the first round. Right. I'm not talking about injuries. I'm not talking about other no, factors. That's, that's still not true tonight. because I want to win that's, on Saturday. That's still not true, Sturge, because they could get bounced in the first round because they don't have somebody that could have helped them that they lost because they played him for silly reasons in week it's 18 just, on Saturday night against Philadelphia. I understand that logic. And I just I guess maybe me. Um, I, I don't I'm not the oldest here, but like I have an old school mentality, I guess, where I'm just like go out there and play to win the game and and, and maybe I'm wrong maybe and, and obviously I am wrong according to the chat according to you guys that's fine I, I'm, I'm okay with being wrong I'll die on this hill I'm, I'm cool with it yeah does that anybody have any Tom you're starting to speak yeah I I just don't think this this team also Tom how do you feel about Sturge assuming you left your team I mean that was yeah. kind of cold of him yeah yeah that's okay <laughs> he's he's heated I understand he's got passion Thanks, He's trying to make his, but I don't think this, these players are ready to rest because I just think they've got too many issues. They need to work on at least somewhat in this game. I think if they roll in and just rest all the starters and assume they've got it fixed for the re likely rematch with Arizona, they're going to, it's not going to turn out. Well, I feel very uncomfortable about that idea. Anybody have any final thoughts? Uh, I just want to say, you know, Sturch mentioned that, you know, fantasy football is over and he's right. And, and it's over because NFL coaches, you know, in the final week of the season, they know that player health is better than winning the football game. Let's go, Dan. Oh, my gosh. Wow, Sturge, your response. No, I'm just shaking his hand on that one. That was, that was, it was good. That was good. Um, okay. Uh, Tony, Aiden. You you have any final thoughts here? You kind of have to. That's a, like everybody else has had a final thought. So, you know. I'm letting Aiden go. I'm letting him go first. The only yeah, the only point I'd make is we conflate the and this hap, this occurred a lot on your live stream after the game, RJ. There's a difference between resting your starters and just not practicing. People think the starters are going to be rusty. They're not going to get any practice. We're st they'll still practice during the week. <laughs> So I mean I I a couple times in the chat it's we also like lost Marcus Lawrence for ten weeks for practicing so, guess so you we think they shouldn't practice, which, shouldn't practice which, high, which highlights the level of risk that is involved in this sport. <laughs> I mean, Aiden, Aiden, please finish your point. Start so no, no, sorry, no, that's it. That's all, <laughs> Tony. I mean, at the end of the day, I it comes down to having your best players available. I, like I said, if 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 they won the Arizona game, I'm all for playing all these guys because there's actually something statistically worth fighting for. If you're playing the percentages of a six percent chance to move up at all, 
versus the the chance of losing Tyron Smith again or Dak Prescott or you know even Micah Parsons and I saw somebody mention on Twitter like we're at a point now where like you hold your breath to hopefully not lose a defensive player at this point in time the way the offense is playing so I, I don't want to be scared I don't maneuver scared I'm not a scared person I'm really not but at the end of the day I'm playing the the numbers and I'm playing the chances and I love the idea of having our best football players go two weeks a full two weeks before they play in another football game where they're supposed to empty the clip and go as hard as they possibly can. And and we're talking about Dak Prescott's going to run and play like there's no tomorrow, but it, you can't really do that if you get hurt in, in Philadelphia on a Saturday night. Yeah. I mean, to that point, Tony, there's a reason that everybody wants the first round by, but the Cowboys are in a situation where they can manufacture their own. So why, why wouldn't they? I mean, you know, would you, would you refute the first round by Sturge? No, but, but I would say that if the Cowboys are rolling, right, for weeks 15, 16, 17, 18, all the way through, I, I almost wouldn't want the buy. I would want to just keep rolling through. Mm. Okay. And that's it's now, a thing called momentum. <laughs> it's it's now time um, to establish winners for tonight. What a, oh, just what take a this bell down riveting here. discussion we have had here. I mean, seriously, Professor X, Aiden Davis, going up against Bane from, I mean, basically everywhere in Tom Ryle. Meanwhile, you got Sturge and Tony, Al Pacino, and I can't think of anybody else that would work for this analogy. And Dan, Dan, the moderate neutral, who's just coming in embodying Sturge at the right times. Uh, Dan, I'm going to put you in pole position here. Our winners tonight, everybody, congratulations to Dan, Aiden, Tony, Catalina, three-way tie, our champions here this evening. Uh, Dan, since you are in the spot, you get uh, word first. Congratulations to you, sir. Well, thank you, you know, and, and thanks to my, uh, you know, uh, partners on this. I, and I don't know. To me, that, that was an easy one, I think, with as far as uh, how to go about it. it Tom and, and, and Sturch had a really tough tough hill to climb. And, you know, and I applaud Sturch for, for dying on that hill and, and watching us, allowing us I'm to watch I'm glad, too, man. What, what's, no one wants to give you credit, Tom. You were on the team all the way to the very end. I'm with you. Don't worry. <laughs> Aiden? Uh, a word of, of thanks, you know, if you want, throw them my way, no big deal. Um. Thank you, RJ. But I also, I want to shout out Casey and Ethan in the chat. They've just been kind of supporting every argument and supporting every, <laughs> I just, they've just been very supportive. And I just wanted to give those two people shout outs. They've been great. Tony. You know, I, I want to extend an olive, olive branch to Sturge. <laughs> Because <laughs> what about so, Tom? He, Tom had the same Tom, points listen. that Sturge did. <laughs> but so at the end of the day, you know, hope one of one of these teams are going to be right, and I hope it's you know it, it results in wins. At the end of the day, we just want the Cowboys to win, and wh- whatever happens, hopefully it results in a win. But you know, hey, we'll see what happens. Um, Aiden, you mentioned it. Uh, Casey, I, ha- I had a comment I loved. Casey Hammond says, love the discourse. Thank you guys for going hard in the paint for what you believe. I appreciate it. Casey, I was so inspired by this comment that we have two more winners. Tom and Sturge added uh, yeah, to the hey, winner's goodness. list. Thank you very much. But I want you to also highlight the last Casey comment um, that's in the chat right now that I believe that's the one that should stick. And I'm sticking with it. I believe it says uh, lone winner Sturge. 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 <laughs> we'll go with that. Too. You, you didn't Actually, hear me call you Sturge? Uh, <laughs> no, Ethan, Ethan also said you're all winners. So we oh, really are. Um, re- really nice words. Tom, um, some closing thoughts. Tie, tie a bow on all this for us. There was a lot of heat. I feel like Tom, 
you know, I I went to bat for you. Again, everybody here wanted to discredit <laughs> your point. Um, but but I, I made yeah. sure that you got your credit. Yeah. I just want to say that in the end score of these things, I feel like I'd do a lot better if the referee wasn't prejudiced against me. Thank you very much. <laughs> Tom, you're my favorite. Or you're getting a letter in the mail tomorrow, Tom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, Demarcus Lawrence, and Nick Sirianni. Um, uh, great, great talk, everybody. We'll see what happens. Dan, you close us out. Send us home in style. You know what? It's, all, it's only fitting that we uh, close out with, uh, you know, Dallas forever, Philly for never. Cheers. Dan Sirianni with the highlighter on his visor. Well said. Thanks a lot, everybody.